Hello. Hey. How are you? Tired. Sweaty. Yeah. Ugh. Ditto. God, where's the Don't rain? Don't moan about it. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna moan. No. I'm gonna moan. It'll be over before you know, and then Thank we'll be moaning heavens. about the rain again. Here comes the rain. Could be the hottest day ever in this country this week. Ever. Ever. Wasn't it already the hottest day ever this year? No. No, was that France? You're having a throwback to the early nineties, really. (laughs) Europe was pretty hot. Yeah. Oh, right, weather chat done. Let's Mm. go. Do it. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Apparently, live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the time? Yes, that was brilliant. Hello, Hello. I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 65 of the Real Reading Podcast. We've got an interview with John Joe and Dave from Heavy Pop, uh, recorded in the surrounds of Reading Abbey. That is for the Down at the Abbey Festival in September. Um, I went down to the Abbey today. It was lovely. Was it? Oh, yes. I did a little Twitter periscope. No one watched it, but it was great fun. Oh. Just a little walking in there, having a little look around. Left, look left, look right. Little ice cream while you were down there. I did get a little flurry on the way back, though. That's not the same as an no, ice know. cream van, though, is it? I felt it required a tub of ice cream mm. with some Cadbury's Flake in it. Um, we also have Rachie's Fact of the Week. Yep, ready. Ready. Yep. Reviewed, not reviewed, researched. researched. Uh, and we have Fort Explains It All, which, Hugh, this week is about... Some interesting developments in Reading Town Centre. That's okay. so vague. Yes. It's like, You're trying to intrigue yes. us, aren't you? Yes. It's like a little teaser. Yes, because many people turn off, I imagine, as soon as I mention <laughs> what I'm going to be talking about. So if I just keep it vague. I have no stats, but all I'm going to say is clickbait... Yeah, clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> so from now on, I might just say rock and roll lifestyle, and then people will have to see. Or, or how about wouldn't you like to know? Oh, yes, I would. Ooh, I gosh, would like that's to know. A little bit, uh, a little bit passive. Um, yeah, it was a bit passive aggressive. Yeah. Mm, that's normally my forte. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, so if you'd like to know, You're feeling awkward. Yeah, I am. A little bit awkward. Or, do you know what? It's a general feeling of awkwardness usually all the time yeah Hugh always says I'm good at passive aggressive and I don't know whether it like as a compliment or an insult I just sort of take it as, yeah. as it is no in all, in all the years I've known you Rach you passive aggressive is is like your thing it's like your surely that's power. better than shouting in people's faces to get well, what I, I need I think you're pretty good at pass- passive aggressive but you could be better burn <laughs> See? Not going to retaliate. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, help us and tell <laughs> us how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. 
they're whispering off stage and it's a little bit disconcerting and I don't like it. <laughs> did you prefer being in Glasgow? <laughs> yes, I did. It was much better in Glasgow when I couldn't see your faces. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hmm. Charming. Well, all right. Come on, let's start again. Let's, let's be, be friends. Let's all be friends. Let's okay. all be friends. I'm going back to Glasgow tomorrow. You're not, are you? I am, yes. All the way up there for All the way up a there for days. two days and then all the way back again. Oh, lovely time. It's a very lovely long time. way. And I wanted to tell people something. Um, in case you didn't already know, very soon the Get Reading website will be coming Berkshire Live, covering the entirety of the county of Berkshire, the Royal County of Berkshire. Now, a few people, no one, has written to us and said, does this mean that the Real Reading podcast will be covering the entirety of Berkshire? Hugh, what's the answer to that? No. Pretty comprehensive. <laughs> there we go. So that's in August. Anyway, we'll look forward to that. We're all about Reading. We, on this podcast, are Reading through and through. Yeah. Except me, who isn't. What's the, what's the phrase? Re- Reading. Reading till I die. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that one, oh. but that works. Reading, was it Reading Enzians or something? Reading, oh yeah, Reading Enzians. Yeah, yeah. we're Reading Enzians. cut us, we bleed Reading. Yeah. I don't know what you that bleed means. Red. Surely, surely if you cut you, you bleed red. Bleed Reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case it needs to be said, please don't cut yourself. To and check. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you accidentally do and you're bleeding another colour other than red... Um, to your doctor. See, just <laughs> don't, to the nearest... Can, oh, I, can I, don't post on your local Facebook group asking why your blood's a different colour to, the fact, to, to what it normally is. Just go to the doctor. Yes, especially if you're an alien. Yeah. Green, then. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, um, just very quickly, Rach, following on from last yeah. week's Rachie's Fact of the Week about oh, yeah. Hunting Palmer's Biscuits... Um, I wondered whether you'd had any feedback from uh, Great Western Railway about whether they'd taken up the Huntley and Palmer biscuit idea on every seat. Um, have they? I can confirm packet of hobnobs on every seat. That is a massive lie. No. No? Nothing. Oh, I thought they'd be listening and would have sorted that out. What about the cheese logs? I think they'd melt in this weather. That's the trouble. Oh, I don't even really know what they are. No, well... well Yes, we need to find this out. Yeah, that was my shout-out you... last week, was can anybody... Oh, but nothing about cheese logs. No, nothing in the mailbox, oh. which is um, lacking mail. Which just does <laughs> back up the theory last week that I've made it up. <laughs> it's not a Huntley and Palmer's biscuit. Do you know, I even took Zach to uh, the Reading Museum on Saturday oh, yes. afternoon, because there's a Huntley and Palmer's gallery in there. And I thought, well, just don't. obviously I get no chance to look at or yeah. read anything with a three-year-old. So Mom. it's just like cast my eye over the Huntley and Palmer stuff to see whether there was a cheese log shaped biscuit. But no. Nothing. Did he like it? Nothing. Yeah. He was quite tired by that one. What did he like most? The cafe? You bore head. The original yes, boar's head is in there. because we had to. We did a little treasure hunt, and that was one of the things that you had to find was ye old boar's head. It's quite easy to find. It's in a and massive, big great boar's head, a big stag, a big stag. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Great. And um, also, one other thing from last week, I mentioned just before we came on, uh, we had a new listener last week. <laughs> a whole new one. A whole one. new one. Oh. Um, whose who's relative is it? <laughs> it's my mum. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Um, no, it's at, and I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly, uh, at Macan Malaysia UK, which is a Malaysian food events and catering business. 
and they listen to our podcast. They were on Twitter oh. as part of, uh, I don't know if you remember last week, we had uh, Ding Hour. We had John on from Ding Hour. Yeah. And they were mentioning about being on the podcast. And one of the people who was on Ding Hour said, oh, I now listen to the podcast. And this is what they said. It's great. Slowly making my way through it. <laughs> oh, Sorry, no. I just oh, noticed a little bit I of suspense that was it. <laughs> Slowly making my way through it. Never heard of swan upping before, but last week I went for a walk along the river in Goring and someone mentioned that we'd see it if we waited long enough. Had to Google what it was, and then it was on your podcast. Yeah. So we are topical. We, we tried topical, to be a little yeah, bit. Occasionally. Yeah. Which is very good. Um, I enjoyed the swan upping part last week because mostly it sounds a bit weird, but it's not. It's just counting swans. Yeah. Which was which was quite good fun. So nice. Um, okay, uh, that was all I had really um, in my notes. So, Rach, it's fact of the week time. Okay. Reading fact of the week. Hello, Rachel. Right. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Tom. How are we? Still hot. Well, you know. You need to get over yourself, <laughs> quite frankly. You've got a child now. Oh, those other days thing, are long th- gone. Other things matter. <laughs> oh dear, Should sorry. I do my little fact? I think it's probably best. Yeah, I think get, the heat's getting I'm to I'm going to get letters. Yeah. Rachel, um, what have we got this week? Right, oh, I'm going to talk... By the way, I'm sorry, I'm, you, last week you, you started to mention, oh, I don't know if you've done this one before. I think it's safe to say, just go through them all, because you'll have done more research on any of them. Than Hugh ever did. So just oh, I'm offended on. on your behalf, Hugh. That right. that was not even, not even passive aggressive. No, <laughs> just, just uh, aggressive. Full on aggressive. Yeah, no, it's probably true. I used to just read it out of the book. And you then, did, and then make up <laughs> things around it. <laughs> not that I make a habit of that in my professional life. No, no, it's clear. not ideal. All about the facts. Rach, over to you. Right. So I was going to talk about Caversham Bridge. Oh, my neck of the woods. So the fact that is in the book, and then I will elaborate a bit, is that originally part in Oxfordshire and part in Reading, the old Caversham Bridge was in two districts at district styles meeting mid-river. Um, so I'll go into a bit more detail. I was, I'm going to le- not read the end of that. So Okay, are we going to come back to the end of it? Or? We'll come back to the end of it. Okay. So the bridge was first built between 1163 and 1231 because um, that's a very quick time frame king <laughs> is it well that's about less than an hour Le- oh <laughs> yeah. you're so funny yeah they really I'm got things done in the olden days <laughs> sorry I even laughed at that <laughs> so king Henry the third was a youngster at that time and he had a pal who lived in Caversham Park right and he basically got annoyed with having to get a little ferry boat across the lady, Thames. Lady friend? No, gentleman friend. Oh, oh right, okay. Well, that, I don't know, maybe. It's, you know, it's the modern world. Well, not in 1163. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so he got fed up with taking the little ferry across, so he built a bridge. Okay. Okay, so it was, like I just said, a bridge of two halves. So the reading half of it was made of wood. It was like a drawbridge thing. Right. Drawbridge so big boats could go under. And also so they could raise the drawbridge if there was any, you know, bit of beef going on. Didn't want people to get across. Yeah. And then the Caversham side of it was um, stone. Right. So bridge of two halves in two different counties at the time. Um, And at one point there was um, a chapel of St Anne 
on there as well, which somebody later then pinched and made it into their house. But there you go. <laughs> um, and then, so, in 1642, during the Civil War, there was the Battle of Caversham Bridge. Oh, right. Um, so... Charles I, he was in a big war against the Parliament because he was charging people taxes that he shouldn't have been. Was this the Oliver Cromwell era? And uh, the Parliament were all against him. He shouldn't have been doing it. They hadn't approved it. And there was this big... Well, there was lots of fighting in Berkshire, in Newbury as well. But there was the Battle of Caversham Bridge and it all kicked off. Cromwell came along and uh, they arrested Charles I. um, And he ended up being taken... Well, he was held originally at Caversham Park. Right. Then he was taken up to London and um, eventually beheaded for his crimes. Oh, of being a king. Well, for charging the taxes that he shouldn't have been. I mean, I'll be honest, that seems a little harsh. A little bit harsh. But, yeah, sorry, carry on. But it was quite quite dramatic, I thought. I I must have gone over that bridge literally thousands of times in my life. And never once have you had a never battle. thought of a well, only a bit of road rage, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not an actual battle. I'm going to show uh, something I always have a mental stumbling block over Go with on. the bridges in Reading. I always get confused between the two bridges in Reading. So Caversham Bridge, Bridge is, is the, the one, one by the Crown Plaza yes. in Caversham. Yes. But in fairness, Reading Bridge it's also so goes from Caversham <laughs> to Reading. This is why so I get confused. Then, yeah. I, the confusion is valid. Caversham Bridge. I don't know what they were doing when they built it because they, they should have realised that in 350 years it wouldn't be wide enough for cars to drive down. Well, funny you should say that, Hugh, because um, <laughs> the oh. current bridge was only built in 1926. Well, that's even worse. But it was probably wide enough for like. I can't believe they couldn't predict how big cars would be <laughs> can in you, 2019. Accommodation for the juggernauts. Can you bring this up with. Tony Page, please, because it's clearly... He's probably on the council, really. <laughs> just, just a joke. If, if he, in the unlikely event he, he actually listens to this, that was just a little tease. This is on his watch. He needs yeah. to sort this out. I think Tony Page should, should arrange it so the whole of Caversham Bridge is knocked down and rebuilt so it's a bit wider, so I'm not nervous about my wing mirrors when I'm inevitably stuck in a traffic jam on there. It is quite narrow. It's quite narrow, And then a yeah. bus comes over and, and you just you automatically cat. breathe in. Don't yeah, you? Like, Please don't take half my car with you. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sure it wouldn't cause any disruption at all if, no, it, if that no. big bridge was just knocked, no, knocked down. Fine. It would only take about seven years. I don't know if they've ever thought about this, but what about just building another bridge? Oh, God, there's an idea. Just yeah. the thought, guys. Just throwing just it out thought. there. Um, okay, thank you, Rach. That was a marvellous fact of the week. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, you've reminded me about the uh, the gatehouse that, that Reading Abbey. You know, the, the gatehouse that was the school for um, the Jane... I want to say Jane Austen, but was Jane Austen the book or was Jane Austen the author? Jane Austen was the author. The author. She went to school there at the, at the Abbey Gateway. Oh. And that, during the Civil War, was also a munitions hole. Dump, not a dump, a, like a, store. a store. Which, and when I spoke to where they the lady, kept their cannonballs. Yes, when I spoke to the lady for the Battle of Caversham Bridge. Well, yeah. Entirely possible. It's a long way to lug it. It was one of the first battles involving guns, apparently. Oh, really? mm. Instead of swords. Well, not, uh, they probably weren't guns; they're pistols, the muskets. Because uh, the cunning people on the Reading side lifted up the drawbridge so they yes. could get to them, so no oh. vagabonds could get across. <laughs> yeah. 
But yes, it was quite interesting because that Abbey Gateway has got quite a long history of being all sorts of different things. And the remarkable thing was it's still standing, having been in the in the Civil War and being a munitions um, store. Oh, yeah. Could quite easily have just gone boom. Anyway, thanks, Rach. It's back right. to the week. Great. Always good. Um, that's the end of part one. Uh, in the part in the part two, uh, we will have Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Hello, Hugh. Hello. Fort Explained It All. What are we talking about? Exciting new things come, which, which, which will eventually come to Reading. Is well, it a bowling alley? It could be a bowling alley. <gasps> is it Laser Quest? No. Oh. I well, think. Well, possibly. An ice rink is unlikely, I think, but a bowling alley. Roller disco? Mm. Oh, any I used more? to go to roller discos at Rivermead. Say any more nineteen eighties attractions you'd like to bring back? <laughs> yes, yeah, my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of one then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to bring back um, Action Man, the greatest hero of them all? Yeah, GI Joe. Yeah. Um, so right. What's happening? Station Hill. Talked yep. about this a lot. Uh, Five hundred and thirty-eight. Not two weeks ago. Yes, I'm going to mention it briefly because it's been given planning permission. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, 538, the first phase this is, of which there are many, um, which could eventually lead to a thousand new homes. Great. Over there. Cool. Garrett Street, for people who can't see where over there is. <laughs> We're going to be in the which, thick of it, aren't we? We are, yeah. There's going to be so much building going mm. on. So, there's that. That's got permission. But also, next to that, we have a new hotel plus offices, plus restaurant, plus shop in the former Norwich Union building in Station Road, which is literally next to Station Hill, which is a big derelict I know the building one. Yes. that's been empty forever. Was that previously Zorba's? Or was that further up? I can't remember no, now. Zorba's is further around. Yeah. Um, yes, that's been empty forever. And that, hopefully will be turned into a 135-room hotel. Nice. We say hopefully because Councillor Page himself, as once again, he said that he is doubtful that it will be redeveloped and he thinks that whoever owns it, I can't remember who owns it, might sell it. And then uh, there's been many attempts to redevelop it before and it's never happened, so he remains a little bit sceptical. But it could be something very good, just up the road. And finally, there's another hotel, the Premier Inn. Oh, good. I am a big fan of a Premier Inn. So if you ever have to stay in, in Reading. Lots of them, yes. <laughs> We've not got one in Reading already. In By the Oracle, isn't there one there? Yes. Yes, there is. On the other side but of the idea. Apparently, you can have more than one. Well. Yeah, and this one is quite close, because it's in Hosier Street. Oh. Yeah, and what yeah, they, magistrate's cool. What they and what Premier and travellers tend to do is really confuse people by having barely distinguishable names for their multiple... Hotels in different oh, places. Oh no! Which on is your really travels, oh god! The amount you? of times I've then had to hike across city slash town to go to the correct one because they snuck an extra word at the end of the hotel that I didn't oh, notice. That's... Sorry. Anyway, I've gone off on one. Carry on, Hugh. This is a hundred and five room hotel. Yeah. It's where the dormant uh, Eva's nightclub is. A place 
ridden with problems over the years. Evers, where's that? Is that the market? Yes. Yeah, down oh, there. Right. It used to be yeah. called Bar Mango and oh, yeah. okay. Zeus Bar. I, I never went when it was and behind Bar Twenty Dog. Behind yes. Pavlov's Dog. Yes. Yes. Are you, I'm interested in your use of there of the word dormant because I would associate that with a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> it just means long term, long term, empty and unused. Fine. It means, okay. Um, in this context, so that will be demolished. And the hotel will be built, um, and that is the first stage of what what everybody hopes to be a massive revamp of that Hosier Street area. Wasn't um, there something else going on in the where the pound shop was? Did I read that? Yes, that's being converted into restaurants. So a lot of money is being spent on the Broad Street Mall and the area, and potentially the area around the Broad Street Mall as well. So that is great. Quite, Good. When can we expect to see this all complete? First stage of Station Hill, I believe, by 2022. Okay. The next, I think, then they'll, they'll start planning the next stage to bring it up to the, the thousand homes. That also could have a hotel, another hotel, third hotel in in a rate very not a very big radius. But somebody obviously thinks a lot of people are going to come and stay in Reading. Um, so cool. Right next to the station, that would be. Um, and yes, I think that one of the one of the points, one of the things we should possibly praise Reading Borough Council for, and they don't get a lot of praise; they get a lot of sting for the various issues with things around town. But these are all run-down, derelict areas that are. It's taken a long time, particularly Station Hill, but there is definite regeneration of these run-down parts of town, which I think everyone would like to see. Definitely. I always find yeah. the, the Station Hill one is the most interesting one to me always because just being a regular train user, that is often the first and only thing, aside from the amazing station that we have, it's often the first and only thing people see of Reading is yes. that run-down Station Hill area. It's the Station Hill area where that where the derelict hotel site is as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's often just what people see. And you, you whether you, Whether it's right or wrong, people will have that impression that, oh, Reading's a bit of a dump. And the reality is not, you know, not quite, tr- not quite not true. Not quite true. It's just unfortunately, mm. you get off yeah. the train and come out into one of the few remaining dumpy areas. <laughs> I certainly know when when I'm going up north uh, and you go through through to the places like Wolverhampton, and it's all a bit derelict around there, and you get a sort of that's what you feel of the place, and mm. it's a bit unfortunate, really. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I've never given Wolverhampton a chance. I must admit, but. The, yes. Around uh, the back of Broad Street Mall as well, though, that I went to the Hexagon on Saturday, took Zach to see Zog. Um, but it could be like a real yes. entertainment yeah. Yeah. hub, couldn't it? Like you go for your pre-theatre yeah. meal, come out, go for yeah. a few drinks, that kind could of thing. Be, but you just terrific. sort of come out and try and get out as quick as you can really yeah you, yeah, you do now yeah in... there, I mean don't get me there's a couple of really nice restaurants down that bit that comes back yes, to the Oxford Road yeah. like that, Pepe Salé or whatever mm, however you say and it. that area um, uh, that road that walkway where those restaurants are is also an area that wants to get a, ma- a major revamp into a yeah, sort of plaza yeah that would be really good um, at some point I don't know what's happening with that off the top of my head but that's something I've written about in the past that could be happening. I think long term there could be something pretty spectacular there because they, they there's all sorts of mad things like they want to build a load of flats on top of the Broad Street Mall and stuff like that. Oh, as really? Well. Yeah. There's a car park on the top of the yeah. Broad Street Mall. Yeah. 
There is. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> My oh. car is there right now. Well, ho- hopefully right now. What's the big garden thing that they've got? Kind of... Those like... allotment things. Yeah. Yeah. There was quite a lot of people sort of busy looks, in there on It looks Saturday. quite good. Yeah, what is it? I noticed it from the car park the other day. I don't know. Should we have a little... Let's have a little dig. Yeah. Tell you what, we'll come back to you listeners on that one next week. And if anybody knows... Please let us know. Hmm. I should know what it is, but I don't. Can I just make one final point about the Reading Borough may. Council planning meeting last week? You may. It had a celebrity appearance. Hello. <gasps> who? Oh. Local celebrity. Local celebrity. Oh, hang on. I know who this is. Have a guess. And can I? No, I know who it is. Oh. Can I just check? You're not going to do the voice, are you? I'm not going to do an impression of him, though. Good. Carry on. It was. This is quite embarrassing because I don't know his real name. <laughs> I can't remember what his real name is, but. It was, <laughs> It's not Mr. Tumble, no. <laughs> no, it's not Mr. Tumble. Oh, I got excited. Justin then. Fletcher. Yeah. No. It was the actor. I could have who helped you out with his real name. Patrick Truman in EastEnders. Is he a local? Yeah, he lives in Tyler's. He turned oh, up to. I didn't know that. He turned up to see about some pla- uh, planning application near where he lives in Tyhurst. Uh-huh. Um I'm ad libbing a bit here. Had I decided to that we'd talk about this before now, I would have found out a bit more. But it's on. <laughs> it's, the story's on. Get ready. Awesome. At the moment. And yes, he was showing an interest in local affairs. Good man. That's yeah. Good man. I suspect he was going out drinking liquor with Jim Brennan afterwards. <laughs> R.I.P. Jim Brennan. Yeah, not Brennan. Yeah, Brandy. a bit behind on your EastEnders uh, gossip there. Yeah, you? yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I used to love EastEnders when Jim and uh, Patrick used to get Did on you? it. Yeah. <laughs> Jim would come in with us and say, "Oh, I'm not feeling very well, Patrick," and then Patrick would decide the cure for his this ailment was potent liquor they, he does still drink a lot of rum does he yeah and then, then they used to get up to all sorts which used to shock Doc Cotton fantastic <laughs> well if the actor if the, if the actor who plays Patrick Truman from EastEnders would like to come on our podcast we'd love to speak to you if he brings rum if he brings yeah definitely rum we need some <laughs> rum some proper rum um, thanks Hugh that was very good uh, interestingly I was just thinking all of this going on down, down our end of, 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 of Reading Earlier, I was in the other end of Reading where there's a lot of development possibly going on as well, which takes me nicely into the interview I did with John Joe and Dave from Heavy Pop, uh, who are promoting uh, down at the Abbey Festival uh, when I popped down to Reading Abbey earlier today. Hello everyone, I've come down to the delightful surrounds of Reading Abbey uh, and I've bumped into a couple of old friends, uh, Dave and John Joe from Heavy Pop. Hello. Hello. Hello, down at Reading Abbey, it's beautiful here isn't it today? Absolutely stunners. Mm. It's, yeah, it's, it's stunning, the uh, gardener that works here is obviously having the nicest day of his life, he's just you know, soaking it up, <laughs> I'm jealous. Little sprinkler on in the background yeah. there lovely stuff all, all looking very good now um, we're not just here for the good of our health are we um, we've popped down here because you guys have got a big event coming up yeah. very very soon tell me a little bit about it yeah so on Saturday 7th of September um, we're basically doing a brand new festival here called Down at the Abbey so it's going to be a one day event um, we'll literally take over the whole of the Abbey so we've got two stages of music uh, food and drink uh, good times <laughs> all, all those cliched uh, things yeah um, but you yeah missed, we're really excited vibes. about it you yeah. missed the word vibes oh vibes oh yeah <laughs> loads of vibes loads of vibes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a stunning location for, for a festival how, it's amazing, how, yeah. how what made you go right we need to do something at the Abbey I mean apart from the obvious it's great uh, well, Shane who works with us and do the festival with um, he's 
been wanting to open the Abbey for, for many years, and obviously for, for a long period of time it yeah. was closed till I think it was last June when it, it reopened uh, to the public after having about three million pounds worth of uh, funding, basically lottery money, etc. Um, so yeah, it's kind of been in the works for like at least over a year, probably long, yeah. maybe a bit longer. Um, and yeah, we just thought it'd be such an amazing space, and also because you know you. I think to do an outdoor event, especially these days, you've, you've got to offer something that's, that's a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I, I've personally never been interested in, I go to many great outdoor events, I've personally never been that interested in going to sing, one just doing our own thing yeah. in a field. But yeah. this obviously just, I mean, it's not, you know, there's nothing really happening. It, just having the sprinkler going yeah. on <laughs> and being here, it's like, this is cool. I could happily yeah, yeah, yeah. spend the day here, yeah. you know. So hopefully with the music and, you know, the events, the whole event itself and what we're trying to uh, create here, uh, hopefully people come and, you know, and that whole ambience um, will sort of seep into people and have a great time. So who who do you speak to about putting on a, a gig at the Henry Abbey? The first. We've oh, okay. Yeah, Henry yeah. First, <laughs> yeah. We said, hey, mate, can we use your um, your favourite place? Uh, no, so it's the council, isn't it? We've, we've yeah, it's the mostly. council. So various various departments of the council, basically. Yeah. yeah. So on on uh, on the Saturday just gone, I was down in Portsmouth and they have a beer festival on HMS Warrior. Uh-huh. Oh right. Which uh, you know, so, you know, it's getting more and more uh, inventive with places to have these mm. these sorts of things. So I think my next one uh, at Reading Abbey, uh, a music festival at Reading Abbey, is probably you know going to be quite high up on the list for I would think for a lot of people. Yeah, we're really hoping so. I mean, yeah, we've all fallen in love with this space, and we've kind of thought. You know, we can do other gigs. We've got our listening festival. We put on, we put on shows. We know how to do that kind of side of things. But this is a bit of an extra offer. It's kind of, you know, next to Reading Jail, next to Reading Jail. Um, so obviously, with its history, with Oscar Wilde and stuff, and then you've got the Abbey itself that was destroyed by Henry VIII. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a pretty magical space. You know, all of the history here is sort of nearly a thousand years old. So, I mean, is, is there any sort of obviously the, the one the, the thing that springs to my mind is that um, obviously lots of music brings out lots of vibrations and lots of things. And it, is there any any sort of concerns or anything you have to think about when putting on a music festival at Reading Abbey that you know basically the place doesn't fall down? Is, is, is that uh, is that something you have to think about, or is it? Um, we we have to think about sound levels yeah. and yeah, exactly, and you know the type of equipment you use and stuff, but. Um, you know, we need to obviously work with professional people, but no, in terms of, I mean, we're not doing, I think we've done, maybe we're doing like a drum and bass night, I'd be a bit more worried about <laughs> the walls yeah. caving yeah. in, but um, we're going more like a folky indie vibe, so it should be okay. It should be, yeah, it should be quite right. I mean, that, that, seemed, that, sort of, that sort of thing sort of seems to fit this venue very, very nicely. I know it's on the list, you've got, you've got some, some, some acts on there. Um, I know it's uh, Pete Hefferon is on there, um, yeah. f- formerly of Pete and the Pirates. We've had mm-hmm. him on the podcast before and completely forgot to inv- ask him at all about Pete and the Pirates, and, and one day we'll get back on how have you gone about choosing who's on this year uh so it's a mixture of trying to get you know strong local acts acts we think would suit the space yeah. um and also just working with artists we've, we've worked in the past so for example like bc camp light played for us last year our beat connection all day at south street um Catherine joseph plays for us i think it was like february this year who's like absolutely like magical um rossi playing played are you listening so it's working especially this year we wanted to work with artists that um, we thought we'd fit the bill so aesthetically yeah. and also just to kind of suit what we're trying to go for like so we're basically this year we're just trying to set the sort of like the, the template down of the sort of the atmosphere and the, and the vibe we want to go for so we weren't really looking to sort of put on any, any sort of heavy rock bands yeah. or, or rap or whatever <laughs> you know it's also kind of focus on the stuff that's going to kind of complement yeah. you know this lovely space it's, it's quite a it's quite a large sort of open area isn't it how, how many people mm. are you expecting to come through the doors well I mean the, I think the overall site We've been informed, told about sort of two thousand people right. across the whole area, 
uh, and that's including having the staging and infrastructure in, in place. I mean, this year, because it's our first year, you know, a thousand plus people would be great. I mean, um, you know, the process to, it's taken a long time to get to this stage. Lots, yeah. of, lots of boring, and <laughs> lots of boring, but yeah, important things and paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> stuff that's not very rock and roll, but yeah. has, that, it, that is essential to you know, to create a safe environment, uh, you know, and do things properly. Um, yeah, so this year, we, let's say we're just trying to thousand plus people would be amazing. Um, we just want to kind of just do the first one, hope people have a great time, see what works, doesn't work, and then next year also we can come back and, you know, sort of attack it with a bit yeah. more vigour and, and you know, tweak things that need to be tweaking. Almost and all like the, the, the proof, getting it, proving that it, it can be done and so done yeah, safely. Exactly. I suppose you don't really think about like Ozzy Osbourne or Kiss filling out health and safety forms, do you? But but I guess they do. Yeah, well, rock and roll is noise pollution. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of the problem. So we've got obviously neighbours to try and keep happy that um, Yeah. Uh, we've got to deal with the council and make sure that all the health and safety is in place. It's all very boring, but it all helps make the you know yeah. the show go on. And yeah. actually, you know, that's the big important bit that everyone wants and comes out yeah. of a great day. Do you, so with, with the neighbours. Then do they do you sort of go around and knock on their doors and, and ask them, invite them in, or is it just um, just to try and try and keep it as, close, um, as level as possible? Well, we followed the council's guidance and that. So obviously, you know, making everyone aware of what's, yeah. what's going on, and you know, if they, if they want to come down, you know, we'll look after them. You know. So what, what's the is it, is it um, now? I, I should, this is at this point I should have read the leaflet. Is it is it mm. a charged event or is it just because the abbey's open? You just kind of come in. What's the what's the deal there? No, this is a ticketed event. Okay. Yeah. And where could I go to get tickets? So you can get tickets for our own website. It's heavypop.co.uk. Um, and there's there's adult tickets. Yeah. We've got um, sort of a child ticket, sort of eleven to seventeen year old child ticket, and under tens go free. Um, all the children have to be with a, with an adult or you know a guardian. That's the that's the sort of stipulation on that one. <laughs> so just just bringing it right back to the abbey mm. you you guys you know this is one of your favorite parts of parts of town you know mm-hmm. you want to put a festival on here where, where which part of the abbey is, is is the bit that you you would go to the most that you would sort of gravitate towards it is where we're putting the bar but right. not that, <laughs> not because not just of that. For that reason yeah, but <laughs> yeah there's a the beautiful space at the top of the thing i think it was the old sort of dormitories and mm. uh it's all fully enclosed around the walls. It's yeah. where they recently did the Progress Theatre performances. Okay. And you can kind of turn 360 and you're surrounded by a thousand-year-old stone and it's it's like being sort of in the Middle Ages again. You can kind yeah. of lose your mind and drink mead and have a great time. <laughs> so, John Joe, you said to me when before we came on and, and started recording, you mm-hmm. came and saw Progress Theatre play here and that, yeah. that, that, that was quite striking for you. Yeah, it's just a really cool setting for it. It's, again, they were really good, but it's, it's that whole extra layer added on top mm. when you're doing it in such an interesting place. Um, kind of like you were talking about with the boat and the yeah. HMS Victory it's kind of everyone likes to go to a beer festival but actually yeah. doing it in this kind of magical place it's like that's a whole other added kind of rating and, and enjoyment yeah I mean there's, there's something to be said for sort of having a beer while sat on a cannon to be honest <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a thing now obviously we wouldn't suggest anybody come and sit on the walls here because you know they need, really we need high. to look up they are really really <laughs> high as well and that would be on your health and safety form I would, I would think <laughs> yeah. so just, just, to, just to sort of finish things off just and round things up mm. what, what are we most what's the thing that's exciting you the most about putting this festival on here which, which bit are you going to get to during the day and go right this is the bit that I was waiting for whether it's an act or a or a or a moment or yeah, uh, it, it's difficult because actually when you're doing when you're in, when you're in any of it, I probably won't be enjoying very much of it. Yes, all, no, I, yeah, yeah, um, No, I, I think for me actually, we'll probably just be the fact maybe it's maybe yeah maybe it gets to you know, the end of the evening and like and everyone's in. It's just seeing how people have been sort of responding to I think coming in here really, and, and treating the, yeah. the space and, and hope enjoying the music. Will you get a chance to chill out? Do you think during the day or is it crossed a little bit? But yeah, I mean, BC Campite, our headliner, he's a, a riot live. He's been nominated for loads of awards for his live performances. 
it's rock and roll as much as we can sort of get away with it in here yeah. and that in here is going to be pretty yeah. special mm. and how how have the acts reacted to this idea of coming and playing in a place like this oh yeah loved it I think yeah everyone as soon as they see a few pictures and, yeah. or um, you know even just the poster we've kind of tried to bring as much of the Abbey artwork into our posters and artwork and stuff and as soon as anyone sees that they all just seem to be like yeah thumbs yeah. up totally up for this and I also we don't have you know um, we've got two stages so we haven't yeah. that many actual slots but the demand to play here or, or be part of it I can imagine whether it be an act playing or people want to do like, food and drink here or just you know people want to be involved it's been pretty incredible so it puts us you know it makes us feel confident that you know we're we're on the right track anyway. <laughs> you know? And uh, so, still tickets available? Yep. Yeah, there are indeed. So, yeah, head Great. to www.helipop.co.uk. Do you want to get yourself one? Well, I'm going to. I think I certainly will do. Um, just, to, just to round off quickly, um, Reading Abbey on the 7th of September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, come along. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Come have a party with us. John, yeah. Joe, and Dave, thank you very much for speaking to me. Yeah, cheers, thank mate. you. Cheers. Thanks for having us. So that was John, Joe and Dave from Heavy Pop, uh, who are putting on a big, big show in Reading Abbey in September. Um, head to their website to find tickets. Tickets are still available. It looks great. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. And I must admit, that's probably one of the first times I've been into the Abbey in a few years. And it just it's astounding how, how nice it is in there. Mm. You know, I'm so glad that it's now open up to the public it's, it's really really good I'm going to the open air cinema there in a few weeks oh are you what, which, yeah. what are you going to see I saw Top Gun was on uh, oh no that would have been no mm. we're seeing A Star Is Born oh okay it's me and my friend Karen it's become a thing that we go to the open air cinema every year and watch a musical oh nice okay yeah. well, that's, that's lovely yeah. does the Z man come the Z man for no people? no girls only no. I don't like girls <laughs> He also doesn't like the cinema we discovered last week. <laughs> Rich had a, a very failed attempt at taking him to see Toy Story on Wednesday. Oh, that yeah. a mission aborted why after not, ten like, minutes of screaming. Dare I even ask why he doesn't like the cinema? Well, well, it was his first visit. To be fair, he's three. It's quite dark and very loud, and maybe he wasn't quite ready for that. Okay. I don't know. I'll take you back very quickly to more one of my. That's very sad. I think it was my first experience with the cinema. I was very young. I must have been about three or four. It's one of my earliest memories. My mum decided it would be a good idea to go and see ET uh, <laughs> with me and my two cousins, one oh. who's a year old and one who's a year younger. And um, the opening scene of ET, where the spaceship lands, where there's all the flashing lights and it's dark. That caused no. a major meltdown for not just me, but all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and the tragic end to this story: leaving the cinema going to see Care Bears the movie <laughs> <laughs> that's more your bag isn't it yeah, that was pretty terrifying <laughs> um, thanks guys it is now time for the random question the random question I have the random question mug right in front of me it has two questions and trust last week you didn't put the question back in the pot you. Why are you looking at me? It's you. <laughs> it was me, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Can we, can maybe. Can we remember we'll what see. it was? It was. It was. Oh yeah. I, I listed. Let me put it out. I listed all the shots in Burfield last week. Didn't yes. I? So that must have been a riveting listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was. He it, put it back put in it back. the mug. <laughs> I just want okay. to do it again. <laughs> what was the big scary rumor where you lived growing up, like a haunted house or something uh, like that? Ooh. Oh, I know mine instantly. 
I know mine instantly, but it's yeah, it's a bit different. But it's a major rumor that we, you sound like we're not allowed to talk about it. It's not very nice, that's why. But um, I'll, I'll talk about it, and then we we can see. Okay, um, just for the purposes of perhaps cutting this bit out, I'm just going to have one second of silence, and then we'll start. So. Uh, if you noticed a little stop there, it's because Hugh regaled us with a, an absolutely horrific tale that uh, we, we, between Rachel and I, we have decided we are not going to broadcast. <laughs> I've been censored. <laughs> you have been censored. Shall I do mine? Uh, yeah, uh, Hugh is now raging yeah. against free speech and feels like he's been completely curtailed. <laughs> we but don't want to traumatise the no. whole of Reading, though, do we? That, quite frankly, was horrendous, Hugh. So we'll come back to you in just a minute. Mine, see, mine is more Goonies-esque, I reckon, okay, yeah. which is what I thought the question was well, about. Well, that's what about. I was looking for, yes. Yeah. So where we lived in Solid <laughs> Common, we lived, um, there was a, a cul-de-sac behind our house, uh, and there was the garages at the bottom of the cul-de-sac, and that's where we used to hang out, cycle around the cul-de-sac, various friends lived in there. And behind the garages, there was a gap... And it had been boarded up. Yes. Okay, so we couldn't get down there, but there was a body down there. <gasps> oh, stand by me. There was no evidence <laughs> <laughs> to support this, other than that someone said it one time. And then we'd spend a lot of time trying to climb up and have a look. And we were convinced that there was a dead body. Yeah, just like stand by yes. me. Yes. So, uh, growing up in Bracknell Mine, the, the one that I was always fascinated about was there was this idea that under certain old buildings in, in the town, there were tunnels leading to other buildings in the town. And there was a rumour that uh, there was a tunnel from my old school, Garth Hill School, to the Manor Public House. Oh. Or, or certain, so certain... when the teachers had had enough. Uh, entirely possible, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense when you really think about it. But it was just the idea that there were these sort of secret tunnels and I've never, ever seen any proof. But I have... I do remember reading back about some of the history and it was to do with Dick Turpin, who was the highwayman. And it was sort of tunnels for highwaymen to hide away in and stuff. And it always reminds me uh, when when I go back and watch Skyfall, the James Bond film, where he escapes through the... Oh, yeah. Uh, through the, is it the priest hole, that they call them? It's in the side of the yeah, fireplace, yeah, the side isn't of the it? Yeah, priest holes, yeah, yeah priest for holes. hiding Catholics. Yeah, which I, I think, I think. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that was sort of the idea of it. Anyway, it always just fascinated me that there were these sort of secret underground tunnels. And so, oh, I got to walk through school. Why can't I go through the tunnel? It'd be much quicker. <laughs> but you've never seen it. Never seen it. No, of course. No. And of course, now it's all been demolished, so I couldn't even prove it if I no. wanted to. Of course, Bracknell's full of tunnels anyway. Underpasses. Underpasses, mate. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, have you thought of a nicer one? less horrific. Yes, I have, okay, yes. And good. if anyone wants to read about um, what I was not allowed to talk about, if they look up uh, Reading Urban Myths on Get Reading, you'll find it in there. Oh, oh okay. all right. Oh, yeah. look at that face. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Someone brave. Silence. He's rattled. Someone braver. You chose to publish that one. <laughs> um, Wildcats was always the rumours around West Berkshire when we were younger that there were, the, there were huge... Like a beast of bobmen. Yeah, link, lynxes and pumas oh. and things like that lurking around the woodlands of um, both Common and Mortimer and everyone's parents had seen them, apparently. You know, walking, oh, right. Walking, st- strolling around <laughs> in the street in Mortimer, apparently. Um, uh, Did you ever? I have never. And um, I remain cynical 
on this particular <laughs> subject because it still exists now. People still come to get Reading on occasion with stories of having seen wild cats in, in, in particularly around West Berkshire. Really? Um, and I, I don't doubt they've seen something, but I'm always slightly sceptical on the fact that we live in an age where every single person in the country has a camera in their pocket. And um, no one ever gets. No a one picture. ever manages to get a picture. Although, in the in defence of everyone, um, <laughs> if you're walking down the road and you're confronted by a puma, you don't think <laughs> I'll just get a quick snap. You think, well, blimey, there's a puma that could maul me. I'm going to run away. <laughs> that would, that's what I would yeah. do. I maybe possibly would be. No, you have just reminded me uh, of a time when there actually was big cats on the loose. Do you remember when the wolf sanctuary breakout of 2018? In yeah. over towards Newbury. Yes. Which we covered extensively on the podcast. Uh, the, the, I assume the, they caught them all. Yes, I believe so. But, well, we don't know, do we? We don't know. Well, we don't oh know, no. Gosh. There are, um, again, going a bit away from Reading, but not far. Kingsclear. There are wild, there are wild wallabies in Kingsclear. Apparently. Really? Yeah. Escaped from some somewhere and set up home in the woods around Kingsclear. <laughs> Fact fans, yeah. Well, we had the um, ostrich thing. We have the yes, yes the rear, the rear who lives in Sonning Common somewhere. I still don't quite know where he is. No, I've never seen him. He's in a field somewhere. Hmm. I don't know where. Thanks, guys. Marvelous random question answers today. Um, With the second take, yeah. After I said, yes. after I said, so. <laughs> I might put out your real, your real comment on a on a uh, one with a warning, a special podcast with a warning. You can do. Yeah. Like I say, it's on that story. Probably not. Going to delete it. What was the story? Just if anybody wants to go and get the story uh, a, I can't remember exact, the exact headline, but it was about urban myths in Reading, of which what I was talking about is very much one, so no one needs to get worried about it happening. So it wasn't real? It's not real. Like an urban myth, not real. Okay. Cool. Great. Um, thanks, Hugh. Thanks, Rach. Uh, here's Jeremy thanks, Tom. with how you can get in touch with us. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. We're interviewing again, which is great. Yeah. Um, the only prerequisite is that they must live or work. You made that sound like we were recruiting then. Oh, no. We were looking for a new presenter. One of us has been fired uh, for, for telling unsuitable um, stories. Huge, being all controversial. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> Taking it to a new level. We're getting edgy. It's gone dark. Late night real reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like late night Hollyoaks. Yes. <laughs> Where you do the gritty stuff. Except with Hugh instead of Gemma thingy from Hollyoaks. I, I don't know anybody in Hollyoaks. Oh, do you not? No. Okay. I was not going to say what, I, what popped into my mind on that one. That one could also That's cut, going to go cut. also in the inappropriate box. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, that's all for now. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4?
Yes, that's Did you brilliant. See the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.